your independent macroeconomist and geopolitical strategist coming to you with the latest from the world of geopolitics and macroeconomics. Hi, I'm Rishan. This afternoon, a call I made this morning um, that uh, I believe Credit Suisse has passed the point of no return. It is very, very likely. I believe that it will collapse. Um, let me put it this way that I believe uh, Swiss authorities will let it um, <clears throat> uh, collapse uh, in a way, but not just collapse. Uh, I don't think it will disappear. Um, Swiss authorities, I think, are very likely to allow this uh, bank to be in new uh, ownership. It probably may have to be broken down. And uh, that's a process that I think will depend on regulators uh, how to be done. But uh, and it will be done orderly, I think. Um, but um, <clears throat> for practical for practical matters, I think uh, the bank will be allowed to um, to collapse. And I think that the reason why it's too late for Credit Suisse to rescue itself is now beyond Credit Suisse itself. It's, and there are multiple reasons. Really, it's a very complex topic. A lot of people and uh, bank analysts and experts um, have uh, you know will tell you that it's a very complex topic. Uh, but I believe that <clears throat> this has now reached um, a, a level that goes beyond bank analysts. Uh, this is now a, a question of national interest, economic interest, of regulatory oversight and uh, national policy as well. And um, so allow me to share with you also my, my view. And it's actually quite a complex situation, but I will just share with you three of the several reasons why I believe Credit Suisse will be allowed to go bust. The first one is actually probably a very important one. Can Switzerland afford to let it go bust? Yes, absolutely yes. Credit Suisse is really not essential for the Swiss economy. The bank is big, but it is detached from, you know, the nerves of the Swiss economy. Credit Suisse has a domestic business, but that business is very healthy. Whoever Whoever takes over Credit Suisse uh, will want to have or put his hands on the domestic Credit Suisse commercial business, which is very healthy. And so there's no reason why that should uh, uh, be aggravated or stop or end that. So that actually, in my opinion, that part of the business of Credit Suisse that is inside the Swiss economy is healthy. They will just continue to operate maybe under a different name. And, um, and actually, this is the healthiest part of Credit Suisse. That part of Credit Suisse's domestic business is, in my opinion, undervalued. And so can the Swiss economy uh, shrug it off? Yes, absolutely. So the question is always first, can we afford to lose a bank? In this particular case, yes, Switzerland can afford to lose it. Uh, Switzerland, sure, there will be a first shock wave, but the country um, is a very solid, prosperous, uh, stable country. The economy is strong. The Swiss economy can afford uh, for Credit Suisse to, to fail and the economy can shrug it off relatively quickly. The second point is more related to policymaking. I believe that 
Credit Suisse now offers uh, a policy opportunity to European uh, policymakers, especially in Switzerland. And they will want to go forward with this. And I think it is a unique opportunity, a window of opportunity that the U.S. government opened at the end of last week. What did the U.S. do? Well, the U.S. actually allowed, well, introduced a change in the way it secures um, the deposits. Um, the United States has moved to protect all depositors, all clients, but it is not protecting investors. It is not protecting stockholders. It's not protected bondholders. What is occurring in the U.S. is a few banks are being allowed to go bust. The depositors, the clients, the retail clients are protected, but not the investors, not the top management. And this is very smart. The U.S. government is using the limited cash it has to protect depositors, the clients, but no longer investors. So there are there is a value destruction. There is an asset destruction uh, in the portfolios of investors. And um, this, in my opinion, is a very smart move by the U.S. government, U.S. regulators. And this is doing something very interesting. It's protecting, uh, protecting clients, but not investors. This is allowing a certain amount of normalization to kick in. Why do I call normalization? You know, as you probably know, we live in the economy where everything is a bubble. We have a bubble in housing. We have a bubble in the stock market. We have a bubble in the bond market. We have a bubble probably in everything. And this is being driven by 45 years of money printing, uh, to some extent, reckless money printing by our Western uh, governments. And, and this is actually a quite a unique opportunity to allow a little bit of, uh, to, for governments to allow a little bit of this pressure to be let out of this bubble. We have a massive stock bubble um, you know, in the West. And if we can let investors take some of the pain, uh, why not? So I think that um, we're not going to destroy the bubble completely, but to take some pressure, some hot air out of this bubble, why not? This is a unique opportunity. The other one is banking consolidation. The United States, uh, a few days ago, allow the beginning of a process of banking consolidation. People are moving their money or deposits from weak, small regional banks to larger banks. The larger banks are pretty much digitalized and pretty much fully controlled by the government. And the government has much more control over the big banks and the little retail banks. So what we are seeing now, I believe, is the beginning of a consolidation process in the banking industry. It has begun in the U.S., and I believe it will continue in Europe as well. Credit Suisse, well, it's nothing against Credit Suisse. Um, I'm sure this has a lot of excellent uh, bankers working there, but Credit Suisse is in the right spot. It is probably, you could say, in the wrong place in the wrong time. It happens to be a large bank, uh, and it happens to be in a very healthy economy, the Swiss economy. I think if you would have now Deutsche Bank or Commerzbank on the verge of collapse, I don't think it would be good news for the German economy because the German economy is in a real difficult position uh, in the midst of this energy crisis. Uh, Switzerland is not in that case. Switzerland, the Swiss economy is in a pretty good position, very solid. Switzerland is not over-indebted. The country doesn't have a debt problem. And uh, Switzerland is not going through a major energy crisis either. Switzerland is not even going through an inflation crisis. Inflation has been very tame here. 
And the Swiss Central Bank did a very good job in being the first one, you know, in acting in monetary policy a couple of months ago. So the Swiss franc is also strong. And so all of these things speak for Credit Suisse to be the scapegoat, to be yeah, the banks that regulators will use to initiate a certain um, banking consolidation. And um, are there banks in Switzerland that could take over Credit Suisse? Absolutely, yes, I think they can. And uh, you have to remember this. In 2008, Switzerland helped its big banks, systemic banks, but it did so in a very smart way. Banks had to pay their money back, you could say, but also more importantly, the Swiss government and the regulators very wisely demanded that the big Swiss banks, the systemic relevant banks like UBS and Credit Suisse, that they reorganize their businesses and processes so that they could be broken down in different pieces in the future should that be necessary. Why that? Because that would allow, in the case of a failure or systemic risk, for the bank to be split up or broken down in different businesses and being redistributed, resold or taken over by somebody else. Also, just in the case that the banks would become too big uh, and that the government would like them to be smaller, right, more manageable. So for several reasons that was initiated. So UBS or Credit Suisse can be broken down in smaller units and, and be resold. And, and this is now the case for Credit Suisse. I believe that um, Credit Suisse could be relative, could be redistributed, re broken down, and taken over in a relatively, I would say, orderly fashion. And this would allow the banking consolidation or the process of banking consolidation to be kicked off, to be you know kickstarted in Europe. We have had banking consolidations before, but I think a new phase of banking consolidation is necessary. Um, there is a third reason why I believe um, that uh, Credit Suisse is very likely to go bust or to go out of business. And this is again related to, um, to government policy and in particular monetary policy by the Fed and the ECB. As you know, as you know, our central banks in the West are fighting inflation. They got a problem though. They also are afraid of a recession or a severe recession. And recession is proven to be more entrenched than what they thought. Uh, they're hoping inflation to go down to 2%, but I think they see at the moment it's not going down there. It's staying around 5%, eventually reaccelerating a little bit. That's not good enough. And they have a problem now. They raise interest rates very, our central banks in the West raise interest rates very late almost, you could say, one year too late. They had to raise interest rates very sharply, very fast. But now they hit a roadblock. Uh, they have not finished raising interest rates, but the economies are beginning, beginning to show some stress signs like the banking sector. So I think that <laughs> government officials and policymakers, Fed policy officials in the United States and Western uh, monetary policymakers would be very happy for us to have a credit squeeze. A credit squeeze caused by a banking crisis would help decelerate inflation. It would help reduce, you know, the the, inf the entrenched inflation. It would help inflation move from let's say five and a half, six percent to maybe four percent. And how do you get a credit squeeze? Well, 
a small to mid-sized banking crisis creates such a credit squeeze. And that credit squeeze during a couple of weeks, a couple of months would be enough to help take the edge of inflation, help reduce the problem of inflation. And I believe that this would be a great help for policymakers. That would allow the ECB and the Fed to not have to raise interest rates much more. They could just actually um, say, we only need to raise a little bit more, or they could actually already announce a soft pivot. I would call it a soft pivot. And that soft pivot is actually something that um, is probably that the markets will welcome a lot. So I am actually of the opinion that a few policy-making opportunities are coinciding, overlapping, right at the time when Credit Suisse is suffering. And that may mean that policymakers would allow Credit Suisse to go past or to be taken over so that they can actually enjoy a credit squeeze and also initiate banking consolidation. This is my assessment. And of course, many things can happen. This is a complex matter. Um, but this is my assessment, is uh, the assessment from a geopolitical and macroeconomic point of view. Thank you very much. This is Christian Takushi, and I hope that you have benefited from my podcast.